You're listening to Shared Sagas, an Australian RPG actual play podcast. This podcast features adult language and adult themes. Listener discretion is advised. So back to your room in the cantina, okay? Vandy has gone off to do his business, of course, and you can make contact with him whenever you like, but for the time being, you all rejoin in your room. So we have found something that, um, what's his face upstairs will be interested in. It's, I mean, it's not even a fake. What did you find? I, um, can I do a, I don't know, I guess perception check maybe just to make sure that there's, <laughs> as best as I can tell, we're not being spied on. So you're alone in your room. I'm just being paranoid now. That's, I'm hey, look, that, that's okay. That you can, you can definitely give me a perception check if you like. I don't know how covert surveillance works in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Vigilance. 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 Because yes. they are cowards. Um, not perception. <laughs> uh, perception, I suppose, if you're... I mean, if you're actively looking, it, it would be perception, yeah. I guess uh-huh. if you're, you know, searching around as opposed to, you know, if something was sneaking up upon you, yeah. that's, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. vigilance is essentially passive perception. It's very much so, actually. Yeah. Yes. Uh, is there a difficulty for this one? Let's say two... Okay, and with my uncanny senses, I add a blue dice to perception checks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I just, I'm really good at finding things. Yeah. yeah. It's so weird. Oh my god. Okay. All right, that's a lot of successes. Okay, uh, overall, that is two successes and a threat. Great. So you're very, very sure that you don't find any surveillance, but for some weird reason, there is a small blaster pistol that is strapped underneath one of the beds. Oh, well. Looks like it's been there for a while. You don't know why. Somebody was expecting trouble who was staying here, clearly. And either... Vandy gave us this room. Vandy did give this... Yeah, he, he, he basically owns this room, or he, he sort of has it on permanent rent for whatever oh. he needs to. So anyone that's hunting Vandy could very well know to come here. Yes. But it seems like he'd be ready for them. Yeah, well, let's hope he's more ready than what was in the streets. Mm. Uh, my anyway. concern is anyone who straps a blast of the pistol to the underside of a bed and then doesn't go and get it afterwards mm. may not have had a chance to use it. Anyway, this place, uh, we're fine, but it's not safe. Anyway, come in close. <laughs> mm-hmm. Bring it in. Bring it in. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, a good second half, guys. Um, Nanya pulls out the little thing and unwraps it and goes, does everybody know what this is? I don't... I'm not sure. It's... Whatever it is, it looks damaged. Yeah, oh, yes. It is definitely not functional, which is good. <laughs> You're the oh, yeah. history expert. Because I don't... I mean, I think I know what this is, but can you explain? In a very low voice, she says, It's half of a lightsaber. You're kidding. Not kidding. If I touch it, will it cut me in half? <laughs> No, it won't. Looks like it may have already cut itself. I actually... I touch it. No. It's weird. (laughs) I lick it. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, roll for disease. Interesting. Do you you start going like... (laughs) No, no, no. This is (laughs) is like just mechanical curiosity. It's, you know... The significance of it is... You realise it is very intricate. Like, it is it is a very complex... Even though most of the internal uh, mechanisms have been either rev- gutted or removed, you can just tell, even with just what's left, mm. these are complex devices. You, you really think that to craft one is no easy feat. This is exactly what we're going to... Actually, it's almost exactly what we're going to need. So, it was found... 
It was found in an exotic dig site. Yes. <laughs> look, I I don't, I don't know which spaceship it might have fallen off the back of, but it was found in an exotic dig site. Look, I don't care where it came from, just so long as the governor doesn't know about it. I have to imagine if he did, then he'd be wanting something. He'd be adding this to his collection. My problem is, for one thing. Even I have a vague, had a vague idea of what this was, and I know that it basically only does one thing, and that is not cure someone with a disease. No, but look, if we take it apart and use parts of its components uh, in conjunction with something else, then that might give it mm. enough legitimacy that it passes the um, that it passes the glance or a casual inspection by uh, the governor. So we strip it down for parts, is what I'm saying. I would like to do that. Okay. Well, at least let me let me help. It, of course. I'm worried that it will lightsaber everywhere when we start to pull it apart. I don't know how these things can I, work. Can I take a look at this? I know it creates sure. the little beam that's focused through the end, and yeah. the end isn't here, which means it wouldn't focus, and I worry what that means for us and our continued survival in the short term. Well, I suppose the good news is it looks like whatever on-off switch was on this thing is probably on the missing half. Yeah, that's uh, not reassuring. Turn it over in my hands. Yeah, so it's completely non-functional. There's no danger of it, although there is a dead battery. Yeah. It, it is effectively damaged enough that there's no chance of it igniting or anything like that. So Sam is holding it now? Yes. Yes. And you, mm-hmm. as soon as you take it and touch it, you also feel a strong sense of sorrow and melancholy. You feel like a shiver go up your spine. I wonder if it's if it's less of an impact because I have felt this emotion before. <laughs> you have. You can certainly you're certainly expecting it. Uh, yeah. And you and you certainly you know, are just more used to these sorts of things. Mm. It doesn't actually I don't know if I'd have to roll for this or anything like that, but the feeling that that feeling of sorrow and loss mm-hmm. coming was it similar to what I dreamt about? Both of which were force imprints. Yeah. You know, emotional imprints yeah. through the force, but yeah. different. Oh, wait, okay. Sorry. It was like it was sad. Yes. Yeah, sad. It's... But not in a bad way. Sort of pain and pain and sad. Yes. Okay. Correct. Sorry. Mm. Okay. Like grief? Yeah, Lovely. like a, basically, uh, likely, uh, whoever, whomever uh, w- was, was holding, holding this, it when it was cut in half and so forth, could have been killed in the same process. Mm, and so mm. maybe just left an emotional imprint on it. So you don't have to be, you don't have to have that particular force power of, you know, psychometry. Yeah, where, yeah, you know, yeah. like, you know, like in, there's a couple of, what's his name in uh, the Clone Wars has it, that human fellow uh, who can yeah, yeah, yeah. detect things by touching objects, right? That, that yeah. is actually a force power. Yeah, yeah. This is not quite that, although it's similar to what they would experience. What this is, is basically just a, a very big emotional imprint on an item of significance. So that's, that's, uh, because it's force related, you, you know, the force kind of lingers on there and you sort of pick up on it a little bit. But yes, so you know it's not going to risk igniting or anything like that. And you can, yeah. you can you can break it down. So, so what's the plan? We're going to just sort of strip it for parts and then try to. Right. Uh, my all right. So my immediate concern is mm. that for what it is, it looks. Am I correct? It looks new. It looks newer. Yeah, I mean, looking at it, it seems like this is a more uh, because I have studied I have studied lightsaber models mm. in my travels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It looks to be a more streamlined version of some other models that I have seen. 
I could. There's plenty of places uh, I have to imagine on Banu that would be able to score or stress or otherwise try and uh, age this thing. That won't be a problem. The other thing that we could, the other, the other approach that we can look at is that Ice Attack is developing this technology. That's the story we're telling. So, um, are we sure that, we want to say that? That is how we're getting in through the front door. Developing lightsaber technology. Developing medical technology for which ah. we're going to use okay. part of this thing's design. To try uh, and yes. add okay. to that. Yeah, 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 okay. Two approaches. I can either try to um, make this thing look like it's meant to be ancient, or we say that Isotech is uh, using uh, this technology and this is their prototype version. I think that's a smart idea, especially because the nature of this illness is related to technology okay. in and of itself. The issue lies in the fact that her body is rejecting the materials that have been used to augment her body, thus poisoning her blood. That kind of technology, while it is something that is now starting to be in more common use, is still having problems and breaking down. And I, I feel like if we can also relate back to that technology again, rather than discussing the more mystical forces of artifact or object, instead of being more practically about something that is in development, something that can be used for this purpose, I think that's the best way to go. So I would, I would agree. If we can talk about it as a prototype or this found object being used to create a prototype, that might be a reasonable way to go. Believable, I suppose. All right, Nanya, what's the story that's going to be able, that we're going to be able to tell to the governor that provides a medical, a potential medical cure for the bodyguard's condition, as well as satisfy the governor's curiosity enough that he wants to show us more of this ancient technology? I guess, so, sorry, how much do we know? Like, we know that the holocron he used was... Sith. Supposedly Sith in particular. Yes. Okay. We could say that this is ancient technology used by the Jedi or the other ones to heal themselves on the battlefield, probably, you know, because they can't just get to like whatever. But it was... I'm kind of hoping, I think, that he just is the kind of person that'll be like, come, witness how important I am. <laughs> you know? We know that he's paranoid. Ah, that's a good point. So whatever this thing is, it has to be new enough that it gets past his paranoia. It has to be of sufficient enough interest. But that doesn't have to be just the device. We have um, as close to an expert as we can on such um, matters, on such technology. Mm. Mm. And we also have someone who... You've, uh, you've asked around about um, Kapari's illnesses. Yes. I feel like between uh, your knowledge of medicine, your knowledge of the ancient artifacts, and your ability to be able to spin that into a believable lie, that's that's the best way in. Yeah. I mean, I, I, can, I can tell a lie, but I would need... The, both of your help to make it convincing. You know, the best lies have are built on truth. That's Truths. What, that's exactly what uh, Elle was saying. Like, is there a device or a technique that we can sort of use as the foundation for the story we're going to tell it? In terms of being able to successfully heal her? Yeah, I mean... The answer to that may be yes. Looking at the way this works is that essentially you can clean the blood and you can relieve the symptoms for a time, but of course her continuing to have these 
augmentations means that she'll continue to repoison herself. Mm. I think perhaps we should consider that if our lie can be convincing enough, even a standard application of a blood transfusion or cleansing, thus feeling the relief of that for the hours afterwards may lend itself to the lie even further. Mm. She will become sick again though and she'll continue to become sick unless she does something more drastic with these augmentations but we can temporarily relieve some of the symptoms okay so we're not promising a miracle cure you're talking about a treatment no i suggest we still promise the miracle cure but effectively just do the standard treatment they won't know that it hasn't been a permanent effect until much later later on all right and that would be, require me to do some research. So just to back that up, because I did just kind of mm. make that up. Mm-hmm. Um, Tom, can I just like do a roll or something like that with medicine just to see if, you know, how many hours we might have or what technique <laughs> I might use to yeah. do something like that? Oh, look, a- absolutely. Give me a medicine check. Difficulty two. How about one? Can we go with one? Nice. <laughs> no, we can't. This is a negotiation, Tom. It's not, though. Are you sure it's not that <laughs> I mean... Pretty sure. Is this a negotiation? Can we negotiate so, with it? So, two successes and one advantage. Wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, you think that you could... You could... Okay. You could probably do a treatment if you had access to the kind of medical equipment that is probably up there in the infirmary. Yeah. That you could do a very patchwork solution. So, you know that you can make it feel really good for like a day or so. But then the crash afterwards will be pretty intense. So you'll want to be long gone. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, so she kind of explains that and says, you know, it is not... Well, in me doing that, would I actually cause harm to her? No, no, not at all. It'll yeah. just be the kind of thing where it'll be an unusual amount of relief that isn't also just a painkiller. It'll be a sort of a temporary purification. Yeah. But then the backlash, it, she'll be very uncomfortable it's like a afterwards. Hangover. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, so long as I... Because, you know... Mr. Mm-hmm. L is still very kind of like on the side of do no harm. So, so long as it's not going to result in her further disability or death, she's okay with doing that. Okay, then. So, consider that done. So, what's the plan? Are we yep. whipping this up into some sort of mechanical. Yeah. Who do you want to? All right. So, boiling it down to base actions. And, Mark, I don't want to steal from this because I feel like this should be your wheelhouse completely. That you're the scoundrel and you're the liar and you're the one who should be mastermind in this thing. Also, your character is as well. Yeah, yeah. totes. Mm. Speaking of which, I should give my character some, uh, uh, like a semi-respectable outfit for this thing. You should. To my thinking, out of game, would mm-hmm. be you're, you're the face of Isotech. You're their liaison. You're introducing a medical expert and a historical expert uh, so as to provide you know some sort of additional bona fides. But you're basically the one that's going to be talking to the governor and trying to sell him on the, this thing works and is also ancient. I think definitely we pitch ourselves as like the prototyping development team. Mm. <laughs> For my part, I actually think I might have to do this separate to you guys. So I'll, in, okay. I'll, I'll go back to the end game so I can tell you what I've learned. Okay. All right. So I made the acquaintance of a guy, Captain uh, Lado. I'm sorry, Lado. Uh, Lado. Lado? Okay. I made the acquaintance of Captain Lado. He's, uh, he's basically representative of the Barnu Mining Corporation. Three times a day, he's responsible for sending uh, cargo up and back to the space station. No love of Keyes' Raiders, so we could possibly use it to that end. And our uh, previous captain, Gluck, was very kind about uh, providing some 
uh, additional bona fides. Here's my idea. Well, here's my idea, at least for getting out. Getting in seems to be the easy thing. Vandi can introduce um, three of you as representatives of this team. Mm-hmm. I can get myself onto uh, Lado's team. We go inside it so that when we steal the artifact, we either put the artifact on uh, Lado's ship and you guys make your um, exits as normal, or we smuggle you aboard uh, onto Captain Lado's ship back to the surface. I just... My only concern is I just don't know how this is all going to go down. That's part of the fun. Breaking it into its components... It's meet the governor and get him to trust that, um, the th- that the three of you know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Get him to further trust you that this is ancient technology that he would have an interest in, enough that um, you can get access to the museum. Mm-hmm. Find a way to get the holocron out of the museum and then make your exit from the space station. All right. Could one of us, me perhaps... But not all, necessarily. Like, how long do we think a treatment like this should reasonably take, Doctor? Like, would this be a long thing? The actual process or procedure? Yeah. Do How long do you think we would have to do pre- treatment? Well, that largely depends on how much time we may need. If it is a filtering of the blood that we can do, then that's a process where the blood is extracted, is run through a machine, and then back into the body. That can take some time, several hours. So we could potentially, why we were doing that, because I, in this job, as we're presenting ourselves, I guess, I'm a salesperson or a, 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 a pitch person or whatever, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't actually operate anything. So I would have some time to kill. The governor's not going to be watching the entire process either. At least I don't think so. I've got to imagine that he's busy. No, I mean, I would need to be there to supervise the procedure. I would yeah. be with the patient the whole time. However, what the rest of you do and mm. where he is is a different story. Could we mm. just start chatting to him about artifacts? You like artifacts. Like, you just like artifacts, right? Yeah. <laughs> she does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like you like those artifacts. Could we just start talking to the governor about artifacts and then... I feel like... Show me show me your artifacts. I definitely <laughs> feel like somebody who has a personal museum of artifacts doesn't just have that for themselves. They wouldn't want to shut up about it. <laughs> I, I feel that a point of pride, they may wish to share that with certain people who also share their proclivity for such artifacts. Someone is going to be impressed by it. Yes. And that is not so much a lie, it sounds like. That may be something that you want to see regardless. That is... that is quite true. (laughs) So you could engage with him, convince him to show you around, maybe for your own personal or professional interest, or maybe even suggesting a collaboration between the prototyping or development of this kind of technology Mm. and what other things he might have access to in his private collection. That's just my thinking. Oh, yes. Yeah, I am quite intrigued. I mean, at the very least, even if we can't grab anything while we're in there, we can watch how he gets in. And figure out how we can get in. Mm-hmm. Have a look inside. Look to see if there's vents, I guess. I don't know. The space stations always make their vents stupidly big. <laughs> there's a, mechanically, there's a reason for that. Yeah. There is. I don't want to bore you. <laughs> <laughs> I can <could> reasons. 
That's awesome. Oh, well, it sounds like we, we, we are getting the semblance of a plan here. Yep. So, yes. Or, I mean, we could just jump him when he takes us in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How good are you? Like, I mean, I I assume we're not just going to be allowed to hold our blasters. Uh, I'm assuming I reckon we'll he takes be... them off you first chance that um, you arrive. I reckon give your blasters to me to take up. Could we sneak a vibro knife past that if I, I don't forget that you've also got your yes, sword I know. that we're using as a leverage I know if 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 I could I don't know tape a vibro knife to my back <laughs> uh, would they find it I mean, it's a, it's a, no, right. that would be a skill check of course actually <laughs> Um, I think if you have to do the Wonder Woman thing where you wear the dress and you've just got the sword just give, yeah. oh, give <laughs> sitting in between your butt cheeks. God, I would look so good. <laughs> yes. Narnia has a muscular back. <laughs> given her, given the butt re- cheeks. Narnia squats. I'm sorry, Ben, please go ahead. Given the relevant ease of which I can uh, take apart and put together a blaster rifle as established in the first scene, let's call back to that and simply say, Narnia, how about I just disassemble your blaster into easily assembled components that you can have about your person. Cool. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, do I don't I've never gone into a museum or a governor's house. Do they just politely ask you to give your weapons over? I'm gonna look or is this the like obvious noble. When you go to meet like a crime lord and like their flunkies <laughs> come up to you and they're like touch your legs and stuff. I'm trying to answer this seriously. Yes. Uh Yes, it, it's standard practice for meetings with Dangerous. unknowns to relinquish your weaponry upon arrival. So the risk certainly is is upon that search, is, is finding that weaponry. So that is something we can consider, but we also need to consider the risk associated with that too. That may completely undermine what we do. Will they look like parts of a blaster? Not when I get done. Then they could be anything. There could be spare parts for the machine. It absolutely, it could be kind of oh. kind of mixed in with the mm-hmm. machine parts. Also, I note your mask in particular is quite prominent. There could be bits that are hidden around it as well. My mask is full of the stuff that makes my mask work. Well, just like sticky tapes and other bits. <laughs> <laughs> I need this to live. That's fine. It's just decoration. You can trust her. She's a doctor. <laughs> Okay, cool. So we can consider that done. We can say that you can disassemble a blaster. Yep. That's perfectly fine, as established. And you secrete those about your person. Yep. Um, We will say also that uh, Narnia obtains from from Vandy or just from a local uh, general goods store a better outfit. So like a nicer kind of grey high-collar suit. Yep. You know, with like long sort of cocktails, the whole bit. Uh, what other preparations are you making before you approach Vandy for your ingress? I'll be uh, taking Captain uh, Lado up on his offer. Great. And so basically, yeah, offering my services, pilot, mechanic, general um, labourer, going back and forth to that place. Fantastic. This may be a silly question, but does Nanya know how to put this blaster back together? Well, um, there's probably going to be a <laughs> scene. Yeah, you don't have to be blindfolded. Yeah. No, no, no. I want this. <laughs> and Ben's just like, again. Yeah. 
It's yeah. like a timer. I don't understand. They are just three parts. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay, great. So we have a little montage of you doing that. Yep. Uh, we see you have a little montage of you helping to load the dock on it and sort of get the ship, get Lado's vessel ready for the journey up there. And I'd also like to look at the manifest for cargo that's coming back, specifically if there's anything that can hide a bunch of people. Okay. Yes, because what's, yeah. what's coming back is several, well, basically a whole bunch of empty boxes. Because yeah. like they're, they're taking up the supplies, they're yeah. unloading said supplies, and they're bringing back a whole bunch of empty crates. Perfect. Yes. Plaster steel crates. That um, works out great. Narnia also ducks out uh, <laughs> and steals a nice coat from somewhere. All right. Okay. Nice. So with all these preparations, so with all these preparations put together, does that um, take us to the evening where Kisa's Raiders are doing the sit down, or is it the day after? Um, well, it would be the evening, uh, unless you wanted to delay it yourselves, of course. Whatever makes sense in the game, or whatever we agree to. So we'll say that evening then, perhaps. Uh-huh. And that yeah, is that when. Exciting. Yes, indeed. <laughs> cool beans. <laughs> Um, so, you hear back from Vandy, who says that he has, uh, you know, once again uh, secured you uh, transport, obviously, and that the governor is very, very happy to meet with you. He's very intrigued about this artifact that you have to show. Uh, it all seems to be going well. You you are granted, obviously, the ability to actually go up there and, and, and do the thing. Uh, so, we will, I guess, cut quickly to you Starwipe Starwipe exactly <laughs> Starwipe to you leaving the blue moon behind you and of course you can see the huge purple and blue gas giant looming behind as you uh, approach the space station as mentioned it's sort of a chrome black sort of flying saucer looking construction with two uh, cylindrical protrusions both above and below uh, are going to be loading into the into the dock. Now the ship that you are taking up, uh, an, a nicer transport vessel, obviously uh, Garthen, you are going up in uh, Lado Bonds. Yep. L19 Freighter. Indeed mm-hmm. so. And so we, you can see that there is a, you know, a, a small star dock there and you can see a whole bunch of other shuttlecraft there. We can see employees milling about to and fro. There's obviously a big sort of central couple of turbo lifts that will take you to the various other sections of the of the space station itself but at, at the present time you being the core group you essentially come out of a the transport craft there was nobody else in there with you there was mm-hmm. just the pilot which who was very you know perfunctory and tight-lipped very very business as you as you exit out onto the platform you are approached by two very striking figures the first of which is very very clearly the governor himself so uh ziran lud is of course a powan uh i I don't know if that's the right pronunciation but i'm I'm just going to say powan because that's how it looks to me he is very very tall even for his kind he's uh slightly over two meters uh, he has his obviously ridged grey flesh and he smiles at you with his every single one of his teeth is uh, sharp. <laughs> uh, sharp uh, because they, they only eat meat and they only eat mostly right, you know raw meat. And so he is dressed just to the nines. He has like a very, very dark, sort of almost black, it's so dark blue, um, very, very fancy high collared suit with long sort of a flowing robe attachment behind it. He has got gloves on. It is trimmed with gold and he has a very large sort of governor style sash across his person. He has a, a blaster pistol at his side, but it is not, it looks very ornamental. You know, it looks very, very fancy, chromed of course. And uh, as he walks walks over, he smiles. To his right, you can see that the, the person that is very, very clearly his bodyguard, Kipari. Uh, so she is a tall, very, very fit, broad-shouldered, sort of polyne- 
Asian looking woman. Uh, she has got basically a buzz cut, so the sides of her head are shaved and the hair on top of her head is also rather closely cropped as well. Uh, she is beautiful and very, very strong, uh, mm -hmm. strong featured. She's dressed in basically a sort of a sleek black sort of medium armor, I guess, like sort of a bit, a bit more form fitting, black opaque looking looking armor. She has a very, very large, vi not, not vibrate, sorry, electro staff across her back. Mm -hmm. And at her side, of course, has a probably very heavily augmented and modified blaster pistol. She, As she approaches, you can see that she her eyes are bloodshot and one of her eyes is completely mechanical. And you realize that while her skin tone has been blended in, uh, the, her right cheek, is also very clearly artificial like it's her, her like the right yeah. side of her face which has the eye is also rebuilt basically rebuilt yes correct and she just has a very very effortless but also a strange halting gait which probably comes from the fact that you can hear this like the, the clank yeah. clank because she you know has two metal arms and two metal mm -hmm. legs although completely covered with armor it's a bit hard to tell yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you can also see that there is what appears to be basically sort of a greenish almost slightly glow in the dark nature to her veins up her neck so, so the veins that rise up her neck actually look a little bit luminescent you think if you weren't in such a bright room it would literally glow in the dark glow in the dark oh my yeah. god and yeah so she, she wanders up and just sort of looks at you she's going to do the search the pat down. She just sort of says, if you don't mind, and just starts to, without waiting for your consent, really starts to I do a very thorough sort of yeah. pat down. T-pose to assert my dominance. Of course. Allow her to pat me down. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> totally dominance. <laughs> so uh, the governor himself just sort of smiles in a charming manner and says, oh, pardon the formalities. I'm sure you understand that these things are required even with people who are trusted as yourselves. Just see him now wearing like a loon suit with a Panama hat. Yeah. Uh -huh. Just pouring juice on the porch of the space station. Would you like some sweet tea? Would you enjoy me for some sweet tea? Oh my right, god. So it is a pleasure to meet your to make your acquaintance after this the search soon ends and says and he says, Well, now do, who amongst you is the medical professional? Uh, that would be me. It is a pleasure to meet your acquaintance. He tries to kiss your hand. Oh. Yes, I allow him. Um, you feel sharp teeth? <laughs> he has to bend down so far to do it. So far. He's so tall and gangly. It's yeah. like being, like having your uh, your hand kissed in a gentlemanly fashion by a spider. Oh, God. Um, so I just say, uh, Dr. Adame, at your service. Governor Ziran Lur, at yours. <laughs> so I see the patient is already present. He turns and says, You see now, Kipari, the window to your ultimate salvation is at hand. Please show her the, the ultimate courtesy of our establishment. Kipari sort of looks you up and down and says, You'll pardon my scepticism, but I have a few questions for you, if you don't mind. Of course. If it's okay, uh, if you would allow me to, if you would allow me to examine you, you can ask any questions you please. We'll see about that shortly. First of all, considering that the following treatments, and she rattles off a, lost, a list of really complex medical mm. techno babble, which you understand, because what are your ranks in medicine? Three. Oh yeah. So this, what she's trying to do is bamboozle you and test if you're actually an expert or not. Yeah. So while the, the language that she uses is very complex, it is it is also very standard, but it has a hidden it has a hidden trap in it. Mm. There's one. There's one treatment that she says which is completely ludicrous and wouldn't actually be used for her condition at all, even as a stretch. She says, uh, uh, considering that all those have been attempted numerous times, what exactly thinks make, leads you 
to believe that your treatment will be any more fruitful. Well, I certainly wouldn't have tried the Alfeni procedure for starters, so you're certainly in better hands than past doctors you've seen. <laughs> okay, so here, so the governor smiles like a shark and says, You see, my dear, your trepidation was misplaced. Clearly we are talking to an expert, as promised. You are right to be conservative and concerned. I understand going through numerous treatments and being disappointed numerous times would be a very difficult thing to weigh on your shoulders. Know that what we have here today is something different and something very unique. It is using some of the same processes and the general idea of cleansing of the blood, but we have something that we have something here that your past doctors have not had access to. And that is why I feel confident that what we have here is a solution for you. You may be able to start living your life again in less pain and more fully. That is my hope at least. Again, I am here to serve. <laughs> she, okay, she sort of raises a, a slightly sceptical eyebrow, but looks, looks assured and sort of looks you up and down and says, All right then, I suppose we shall make our way to the medical bay. She, she looks at the governor and says, Are you sure about being left alone with them? Oh, I'm sure we will be uh, the very best of friends in no time. I feel perfectly safe. And he clicks his fingers and he's soon surrounded by uh, six battle droids. <laughs> by the way, they are the same black battle droids that you had the... I mean, not the same exact ones, obviously. Mm-hmm. You left them in scrap piles. But these are the same make and model, that sort of gangly, black, dark, yeah. matte sort of droids. The exact same make and model. So clearly you have um, found the person who is uh, buying these <laughs> yeah. buying said droids. Mm. Yeah. God, wouldn't have been oh, man. Convenient that, uh... if I mean, these Ooh. probably weren't the ones that we smoked. These are not the same ones, but they're the same make and model. These are the, the lesser ones. Okay, all right. Because yeah. the, the they were the bulky ones. Clearly he was probably hoping to have the bigger bulky ones by now as well and don't forget that what they yelled out in the in the hangar bay of the mm. wheel was insurgency which makes sense if that's the the one thing that he's actually kind of worried right about now. here as governor with that he slinks across to the turbo lift with these six battle droids who you know just sort of politely follow you in rank and file and uh, with that you start to ascend uh, so cut to uh, so Nadia Nadia you make your way through this large once again starship port uh, you go into a separate turbo lift which takes you up into the sort of central circular the mid of the space station and you can see that there are a couple of sectors here but you are quickly ushered to uh, effectively the hospital like the the, the medical center mm, and as so, we walk I kind of say I'm going to need this device this device um, these fluids blah 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 and just rattling off kind of what I need access to to essentially do this procedure okay so she so she pulls out a data pad and starts to you know um, rapidly enter whatever it is that you're telling her um, she's very efficient and does that very well when you get to the medical center it is stacked this is one of the most well-equipped well-funded wealthy elite person's private medical center that you've ever seen the entire thing is white and resplendent and it glows it's, it's like a star trek med bay you know it's first of all it's a nice view there's a nice view of the planet because there's a, there's a huge open window which looks out across and yeah you can see that there's a, there's a whole a very well equipped back to tank there's a a bunch of other stuff there you and there's a, quite a few medical droids in here as well there's no less than four medical droids w- who are here to assist you so as you go in of course there's also a couple 
of security guards. And the security guards basically just wear that sort of the same uniform that, that the security wore down on the down on the actual Coda settlement. So that kind of imperial looking uniform, but but in the in the sort of dark blue style trimmed with gold. And so yeah, the two of them just sort of sit on the inside and they just kind of look you not really suspiciously. You just think that it's standard practice. She uh, starts to unbuckle her armor and you can see that she's got, well, as promised, you know, obviously metal limbs, metal uh, metal arms and such. And she sort of looks you over and says, all right then, I suppose, proceed doctor. Yeah, so basically she starts kind of like hooking up essentially like a dialysis type machine, mm -hmm. uh, which will pull the blood out and then set it through a number of cycles and filters. I, I realize that she'll be watching me quite closely, so uh, mm -hmm. that I have to look like I'm doing something different prior to, you know, you know with this than, I, than she has experienced before. So she has organized kind of like a valve okay. that she herself has brought that she kind of attaches to one of the intakes. Oh, okay, interesting. It's just a valve. It's basically just passes through it, but mm -hmm. that's what I'm basically going to say is part of the technology that we've been developing is is this valve. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Well, please give me a medicine roll. I just feel like I've got it, Tom. I don't think I really need to roll. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm feeling good I mean, about it. I mean, <laughs> do roll, though. If you, feel, <laughs> if you feel like you've healed your patient, that's usually I'm a just, sign that you've oh, healed yeah, your patient. Oh, yeah, totally. I have Faith. That's how oh. I heal. I'm a oh. faith healer. Hey, the placebo works. Yeah. The placebo effect like works even if you know it's a placebo. <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how many difficults? Um, so, okay. So first of all, it's going to be a difficulty of three. Okay. Now, Tom, if she rolls really well on this, can she just legitimately queue up? <laughs> <laughs> a triumph. A triumph. Oh, Maybe. wow. Hey, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. One success and one triumph. Are you sure? No me? way! Wow! She's done it! <laughs> She's done it! <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're I told you. You just made me roll, but that's fine. Yeah, that's <laughs> wow. Wow. Just wait until you want to be Bad news, you've put an enemy into play. <laughs> cool! She's actually cured. Oh, no! You've unlocked her latent psychic potential. She oh, reads God. your mind and realizes the, what's up. <laughs> she grows an extra arm. <laughs> oh, cool. it's, it's, just the, it's just that meme of just like the more and more lightsabers. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh. So she just kind of like like sits up and just goes oh but that'll take a while anyway yeah. so yeah. the point is that's the, the whole point is it's going to take a while but you can already see that you are having some great success so cut to the cut to the elevator opening into one of the most lavishly uh, opulent. lavishly opulent. opulent rooms that you've ever seen first of all it is a large sort of circular room that also has a huge open window looking out over the over the planet mm -hmm. and the moon itself. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful mm -hmm. view. You can see that there are all manner of very, very securely locked up artifacts. Uh, artifacts that are very alien in nature, some of which look, look very old, some of which just look very weird and complex, and uh, anything from the sort of petrified skulls of strange alien creatures that you don't quite recognize to other things that you certainly do. Yeah. So, you feel a pang, a pull of pain. Yes. And Mark, 
you also actually feel a little bit of pain and anger and anguish as you enter this room. And you realize where it's coming from. Well, you uh, probably being more insightful into such things, mm -hmm, Sam, mm -hmm. pick up on exactly where it's coming from, which is that in one of the glass cases, uh, you can see is surrounded with sort of weaponry and things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And up on a little pedestal, you can see what is a full, actual, very, very old looking lightsaber. Wow. It sort of looks a bit wicked in its design. You know, it looks very sort of Sith-like. It has a uh -huh. couple of sort of spiky protrusions near the top. It's got that sort of uh, combination of sort of dark black metal and copper. Uh, sort of a longer, a longer blade. Not quite a double blade, but just like sort of an extra long. There's like a... Um so it's not engaged at the moment. Would you say that it has like two? Um, I should emitters? know. I should know. Yeah, emitters. What? It, no, 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 no. So it, it isn't a double lightsaber. Okay. But it does have, although it's not a venting one, it does have a really. It's a very old-fashioned lightsaber because it has a crossguard. Ah. Uh -huh. so, uh, <laughs> Okay. So not a not not a Kylo Ren one where it would actually vent, but it, it, oh, it, but it has like a solid crossguard. It has like, yeah, a, a solid, right. a solid you know cross crossguard. So yes. a cortosis crosspiece. Cortosis yeah. crosspiece. Yeah, oh, okay. exactly. Right. Sorry, yeah. sorry, I may have missed this in the description. Is it locked away or yes. is it accessible? They're all locked away behind glass cabinets. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you but you feel that this is a lightsaber that is. You realize now what it is that you're that you're sensing. Yeah. Mark would have no idea, but you're familiar enough. I with just how look at it basically. You're like, yeah. I feel bad. I don't it's, know why. It's been a day of it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Shared Sagas. All music on the show is used under Creative Commons. Check the episode notes for full details. <laughs>